Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. Austin City Council meeting this morning, continuing its search for the next city manager. Council could also sign off on two major convention center contracts this week. They're for the design and construction of the new Austin Convention Center. A new hotel is opening up near Rainy Street today. The Cambria Hotel Austin Downtown is a new upscale hotel at 68 East Avenue adjacent to the Rainy Street Historic District. 16-story hotel has 212 guest rooms, seven conference rooms, a pool, and several restaurants. Game four tonight in the Astros versus Rangers series. The Rangers entering last night's game undefeated in the playoffs. However, the Astros ended up pulling out a win. 8-5 to five last night. The Rangers still lead the best of four series, two games to one. And we are making our way towards some hot temperatures as we approach the weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Atlantis. Kristen, we're not done with the 90s just yet, huh? Not yet, girl. Uh -huh. And in fact, we're going to be so far into the 90s, we're probably going to break some records <laughs> here as we get to Friday and Saturday. Let me show you what I mean, because as we walk out the door this morning, you're going to find clear skies on our Palms car wash camera there in northwest Austin. Hopefully you've been enjoying some of the sunshine that we've had recently. Temperatures continue to climb not only in the afternoon, but also overnight. Temperatures this morning seeing 50s and 60s. Yesterday it was more 40s and 50s. The day before more 30s and 40s. So we're going up with those morning lows. Right now 60 in Austin, 61 Georgetown, 56 in Marble Falls. You'll find a mix of those 50s and 60s not only in the Hill Country but out in our eastern counties as well. Look at the difference between right now and 24 hours ago. Most of us between about 5 to 10 degrees warmer the afternoon highs will follow. We're going to be looking at temperatures well into the 80s today. Forecast high 89, which does put us above average. Puts us about 5 degrees warmer than yesterday as well. Plenty of sunshine to help get us there. Those winds will be a little bit tricky today because we do have a weak cold front that will push through. Brings in more of a northwesterly wind, but you'll barely notice it. If anything, just some drier air behind it. Coming up, record heat expected as we transition into Friday and Saturday. That heat does even stick around for Sunday. So some weekend forecast planning to do. And then the wetter weather, it is on the horizon. In fact, this morning's data pointing towards even more rain with our next storm system. Excited to give you the forecast. That'll be coming up here shortly. Okay, thank you, Kristen. Some breaking news from overnight. Aid will finally be able to pass through the Rafah crossing into Gaza. President Biden announcing last night that Egypt has agreed to open it tomorrow, allowing in 20 trucks with humanitarian aid. Biden is back on U.S. soil after a trip to Israel. He offered support to the nation and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. 4,800 people are dead as a result of this war. 16,000 injured. Two senior U.S. intelligence officials saying an independent assessment shows that deadly hospital explosion in Gaza was the result of a Palestinian Islamic Jihad group misfiring a rocket, not a strike by Israel. The U.S. assessment matches what Israeli leaders say caused the blast at that hospital. Palestinian Health Ministry run by Hamas, and it maintains that Israel caused the explosion. It killed nearly 500 people. Biden also urging Israelis not to be consumed by rage, saying the vast majority of Palestinians are not affiliated with Hamas. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses innocents, innocent families in Gaza as human shields, putting their command centers, their weapons, their communications tunnels in residential areas. We're working with partners throughout the region, pursuing every avenue to bring home those who are being held captive by Hamas. 
Biden announced $100 million in U.S. assistance to Gaza and the West Bank. The president will deliver a primetime Oval Office address tonight at 7 our time. He'll discuss the Israel-Hamas war and the war in Ukraine. Getting aid to Ukraine and Israel passed through Congress is going to be a lot tougher without a House Speaker. House Republicans still have not been able to elect one. NBC News reporting the Biden administration plans to submit a roughly $100 billion supplemental funding request to Congress. And that includes an estimated $40 billion to Israel. Many lawmakers are eager to get to work on funding legislation. The chamber, though, cannot do anything. They cannot conduct business until it elects a new leader. NBC News' Ryan Nobles has the latest outlook from D.C. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but Congress is paralyzed. That's because there still isn't a Speaker of the House, and it doesn't appear as though there's any path to getting one. Jim Jordan fell short yet again, uh, this time losing 22 Republican votes in a vote on Wednesday. Now, there are his plans for another vote on Thursday, and Jordan has said that he is not ready to give up quite yet. There is some scuttle, though, so a little bit of talk about the possibility of Patrick McHenry being given some sort of short-term power as the Speaker pro tem to at least move legislation along. Even that, though, may not get the necessary vote. So right now, everything is paralyzed. There is no movement at all. Coming up on the Today Show, we will show you what is at stake and what could happen in the future as this saga continues. With the missing House Speaker in the ongoing wars, Texas Congressman Michael McCall is chairing the House Foreign Affairs Committee and tells KXAN things could get tricky here. Says the nightmare scenario would be Israel's war expanding and enveloping regional adversaries like Iran and Hezbollah. He says the U.S. priority should be containing the war before American troops ever need to get involved. Am I concerned? Very concerned. I mean, it, to the point where I've been asked to start looking at an authorized use of military force that my committee is responsible for doing. Now, we don't want this, and I hope I, I never have to pass it out of my committee, but we have to be prepared for all uh, contingencies. Congressman McCall is calling on his Republican conference to unite and approve $100 billion of military aid for Israel and Ukraine, as well as pass additional packages to protect Taiwan and China and improve security on our southern border. Now, as the war in Israel continues, some Americans are still working to get home. Shortly after the conflict started, many airlines canceled flights going in and out of Israel. American Airlines has halted flights until December 4th. Delta has stopped flights until November 1st. Now, one American couple told us that they were able to get on an Israeli, Israeli flight to Greece and they're going to fly home from there. But their next flight is not until Tuesday. It could go one way or it could go the other. We don't have a clue. So the best thing for us to do is make our way back home. The U.S. said it would arrange charter flights for Americans stuck in Israel. According to the State Department, passengers on these flights are required to sign a document prior to the departure, obligating them to repay the cost. Now to the plan to expand I-35 near downtown Austin. One city council member is urging city leaders to consider public-private partnerships to fund the cap and stitch program. This would create plazas over the revamped freeway. Plan would cost hundreds of millions of dollars, though, and there isn't a plan for how to pay for it. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly is requesting a look at how public-private partnerships could help reduce the cost. She wants to know if it could result in more timely solutions for infrastructure projects all over the city. 
Austin police need your help finding a man. What they say he did to people in downtown Austin. Local sheriff's office getting creative to protect and serve why staffing troubles are causing some changes. Good morning, everyone. It is October 19th on this Thursday as I take a live look outside for you. Kristen has the latest with the warm temperatures coming up in just the next few minutes. But first, Austin police really need your help identifying a suspect. They say pointed a gun at a couple early last month. It happened near downtown Brazos Street on September 4th. Two victims told police this man who you see here in a very unique outfit was caught on surveillance video pointing a gun at them as they walked past an alley. The suspect described as a white or Hispanic man between the ages of 30 and 40, and he was seen wearing those bright pink shorts, the bright green or yellow shirt. If you have any information, please contact Austin Police. Austin is looking for new groups to run its Northbridge and Southbridge shelters. It opened the application process online this week with the goal to have new management start operations by next March. City-owned buildings are used to house people experiencing homelessness and help them transition to a more permanent place. KXN did ask the city what led to its decision to find new management, and we're going to let you know when we hear back from them. Still ahead, we're looking at a new pilot program involving Austin, Travis County EMS and why it might not come back next year. The cost just to make a decision on whether to cut down a century old tree, how much the city of Austin paid to remove it. Good morning. This is a live look outside from our Marble Falls camera as we kick off this Thursday morning. Hoping you're having a peaceful and calm start to your day. I know it can get a little chaotic as we roll along, but we're happy to have you here with us on KXAN News today. Putting EMS medics on Lake Patrol has helped speed up water rescues here in Austin. This program now on pause now that we're going into fall. KXAN Brianna Hollis looks at the program's results and whether it will come back next summer. 70s and sunshine. It's cooling down. How does it feel not to be too hot? It's wonderful. And we didn't see anyone out on the water Wednesday evening, but it is Central Texas and we know whether fit for a boat day could pop up at any time. Town Lake, you don't uh, need anything but a little paddleboard or a canoe. This summer, Austin Travis County EMS launched a pilot program where medics joined APD on patrol boats on Lady Bird Lake in Lake Austin. Before, EMS boats would station around the city and then deploy to emergency calls. What we know about, whether it's uh, with Lake Med, what we know about uh, the waterways is that they're very difficult to, to navigate when a 911 call comes in. So having that medic in the water with APD on a boat was able to reduce response times. Assistant Chief Wesley Hopkins says in many cases, having medics out on the lake already helped drop EMS response times from 17 minutes to about five minutes. The agency is still reviewing its after action report and analyzing if there were enough med calls on the lake to justify running the program every summer. The call volume on the water you know, fluctuates at times. And so uh, they were kind of splitting their time with the Austin Police Department, kind of helping them on patron safety on the water. And so that was, you know, a very positive thing. We were able to interface with the community and talk with them about the dangers of these open waterways. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. 
EMS says there is no set timeline on when it's going to make a final decision on whether or not to continue the program. The Austin Police Department says this allowed, though, for quicker and more specialized responses to a variety of emergencies. Going in depth here last year, we told you about an app that Austin first responders believe could save your life in an emergency. What three words, that's what it's called, is a free location-based app that divides the globe into 10-foot squares. It assigns each square a unique three-word sequence, and these words can then be used by emergency responders to track a person's precise location without an address. The Austin Fire and Police Department began utilizing this technology last year. Now, if you're concerned that hitting the snooze button multiple times in the morning could hurt your sleep, you can now rest easy that a new study says it's okay, it's not going to have an impact on your sleep, so you may want to... You know, put your hand over and put the snooze button. <laughs> a new study published by the Journal of Sleep Research shows hitting the button multiple times over 30 minutes may spark alertness more quickly than sleeping through it without a break. Those who took part in that study, their cognitive abilities were tested right after they got out of bed and then again 40 minutes later when it came to performance on those tests, including recalling past experiences, testing reaction times, and solving math problems quickly. Those who pressed snooze appeared to have an advantage right out the gate. But after about 40 minutes, it found no difference. Unless How many times do you press snooze? Are you a I'm not a snoozer. Good for I'm, you. What yeah, a goal. I'm what a life. I mean, at least not in the morning. Well, it's because I try to sleep in as late as possible with, okay. with zero. You can't afford any snoozing. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't afford any no, snoozing. No, mine goes off at 1.30, 145, really? too, and Same. my husband is livid yeah. Yeah, by the end of that. Yeah. It's, a gradual, it's a gradual wake up. I'm sure those who are up watching at 4.30 in the morning with us are probably like, yeah, the snooze That's button true. is certainly something that I, <laughs> I use frequently, right? Well, we appreciate you waking up early with us and let's get you out the door ready for your day right in, in theory we're that much closer to Friday <laughs> live look outside indeed domain camera showing clear skies and a current temperature of 60 degrees as we discussed those 50s and 60s a little bit warmer than what we had yesterday let's get into it because today is going to be a warmer day a noticeably warmer day with yesterday's mid 80s climbing to the upper 80s today adding another four to five degrees with plenty of sunshine to help get us there here's where I expect us to be this afternoon at our warmest, pretty much everybody between those mid to upper 80s. Tonight, we'll see another mild night, warmer than what we've got out there now, with most of us in those low to mid 60s. And then tomorrow, oh, look at tomorrow. Tomorrow is not giving me the fall October vibes. In fact, we're going to be looking at record breaking temperatures both Friday and Saturday. Those highs in the mid 90s, even Sunday expected to be hot, but at least we're trending in the right direction. The record heat comes first and then a pattern change. We are now watching what is a category three Hurricane Norma. This thing exploded. Remember yesterday at this time, this was a tropical storm, so really gained intensity. We're already starting to see some of those outer band stretch north here through Mexico. We're going to steal some of that moisture next week. Why? Because that high pressure system that's going to be sitting overhead and bringing us that record breaking heat tomorrow into the weekend weekend. It flattens and then there's going to be a storm system in the Pacific Northwest that deepens. It drops south and because of where it is to our west, the clockwise flow or counterclockwise flow, I should say around it brings up that Pacific moisture through Texas. And I will tell you what, this is not even just going to be a central Texas rain. We've got a good chunk of Texas looking at some wet weather beginning Monday of next week, continuing Tuesday, Wednesday. 
Love to see this morning that the new data was pointing towards even better rainfall potential. Anywhere from three quarters of an inch to isolated pockets of two inches, especially for those further north. Again, that all comes next week, so we're going to have to work for it. Upper 80s today, 96 expected as we transition into Friday, Saturday, and then you'll notice as next week progresses, ooh, look at those temperatures, 80s with the rain chances here, 40% Tuesday, 50% on Wednesday. Be sure to keep it on again as we get a little bit closer to that change in weather. It is shocking and it is horrific to hear a killer that describing the brutal things that he did to my daughter. The mother of Natalie Holloway feels justice has been served this week. Jordan Vandersloot pleading guilty to federal extortion and fraud charges. It's in connection to Holloway's disappearance in 2005. Vandersloot charged with trying to extort money from the Holloway family for information about Natalie. And Vandersloot was extradited to the U.S. from Peru, where he was currently serving a prison sentence for the murder of another woman. He's going to go back to Peru to continue serving that sentence in concurrence with the 20-year sentence for Holloway's death. You could hear more from Natalie's mother coming up on the Today Show. The U.S. is resuming deportation flights for Venezuelans who unlawfully crossed the border. Just last month, the Biden administration made all Venezuelans who have lived in the U.S. before August eligible for what's known as temporary protected status, allowing them to stay in the country and providing them with the right to obtain work authorization. The Venezuelan government has agreed to take back deported migrants and border officials say they plan to increase the number of repatriation flights and are encouraging migrants to utilize lawful pathways of entry. Facing a staffing shortage, Hayes County Sheriff's Office getting a little creative here. The commissioner's court gave the green light to start hiring candidates who are not licensed peace officers, but then send them to the Peace Academy to get one. Right now we know the office has 12 open deputy positions. Hayes County Sheriff's Office says there are a lot of law enforcement agencies within just a few miles of Hayes County, and it sees this as a way to compete for applicants. The Texas Municipal Police Association sees it as unique for a sheriff's office. Austin, Texas Department of Public Safety, they all pay their, their recruits uh, or their cadets while they're in the academy. Historically, sheriff's offices haven't been able to afford that. Sheriff's offices, there is a lot of training that unlicensed applicants have to go through. Most academies are about six to seven months long. They say civilian candidates will be paid at a lower salary, and that could result in an overall savings to the operational budget. Some of the hair products that you may be using could be harmful and it could change. The Food and Drug Administration says it will likely ban some hair straightening products that contain ingredients thought to increase your risk of hormone-related cancers. We're talking about ingredients like formaldehyde. Newer research suggests hair straightening products may increase the risk of certain cancers like breast and uterine. And these products are commonly used and heavily marketed to black women, potentially contributing to racial disparities in cancer. Research also shows short-term health issues like skin reactions and breathing difficulties. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas returns to action after a bye spent with the cloud of that Oklahoma loss hanging above them. KXAN's Noah Gross has more on what the team learned and what it needs to do going forward to finish the second half of the season the way it wants. 
The bye week coming at the midpoint of the season for the Longhorns. Kind of a chance to self-evaluate for Texas. Obviously, that strong start to the season. So much momentum then halted by that crushing loss against Oklahoma. During all that winning, it's easy for Texas to talk about culture, how much that's improved, and everything going in the right direction for the program. But that culture and everything that comes with it gets tested when they lose. And for the Longhorns, they still see the progress. Disappointing against OU, but I think um, this team took some positives away from it. Um, you know, it's hard, but we we learned a lot about ourselves. Like, um, we're never going to quit against each other. We're always going to stick together. I definitely think it gets tested uh, after a loss because, you, know, you know, that's when a lot more eyes, if they weren't on you at first, they are now. So I think for us, everybody's really um, wanting to see how we'll respond, how we'll bounce back. We didn't look at the OU game as just, um, just something that's going to make or break us. We looked at it as okay. This is how the offense got after us. This is what we need to improve on. This is how we need to get better. And we took that approach into the bye week, and I actually saw people with more intention and more attention to the detail to the certain areas that we need to improve on. Despite the loss last time they took the field, Texas not only moved up a spot in the AP poll, but over three touchdown favorites on the road at Houston this weekend. A lot of Texas players from the greater Houston area, including sixth-year offensive lineman Christian Jones, who's going to have a lot of family there Saturday, including his grandma, and it's her first time seeing Christian Jones play in a Texas uniform. For now, at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium, Noah Gross, KXAN News. Proud grandma. Thank you so much, Noah, for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us at 5. Here's what we're tracking for you on KXAN Today. The decision Austin City Council is making today regarding the expansion of the convention center, about to double its size, without costing you taxpayer. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.